podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. It's a very quiet day today, folks. It is a Wednesday with nothing happening, no game this weekend, nothing really for us to talk about, except for the AFCON, which is, you know, ongoing and of interest because we still have two players involved in the competition. So Sadio Mane led Senegal to a 2-0 win over Cape Verde yesterday. He had to go off in this game, which is what's really concerning for us, though. He was involved in a horrendous collision uh, with the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper was sent off. And then Sadio played on, despite having appeared to have been knocked clean out. He scores about 10 minutes later, and then he lay down on the pitch, and he didn't look in a good way. He was brought off. He clearly had a concussion. Now, there is no possible way he is going to be okay to play again on January 30th. There is no possible way he should play any part in this competition from here on. Senegal's next match is the 30th, then they would play on the 2nd, and then again on the 6th. There is no way Sadio Mane does not have a concussion. And the Senegalese national team are rightly being criticised, and the medical team is rightly being criticised for the handling of this, and for allowing him to play on. Now he's out of hospital, he's back with his team, but there's been no confirmation from Senegal that he had a concussion, and I'm guessing it's because they plan to play him, because Sadio will want to play, because that's just the nature of Sadio. But Liverpool have to get involved in this. It's far too risky for him to be playing another game in a couple of days. It's far, far too risky. Liverpool should be insisting that he not play again. Maybe the final. Maybe the final if they get there. And they have a chance to get there even without him because they'll play Mali or Equatorial Guinea Next, you'd imagine they'd have enough to beat either of those. And then beyond that, it's Burkino Faso or Tunisia. And again, they should have enough to beat either of those, even without Sadio. And then he could come back for the final. But there's no possible way he should be allowed to play in either of these next two games. He's not going to be okay. He got knocked basically clean unconscious. If you haven't seen it, I wouldn't watch it again if I was you. But if you want to see it, you'll find it on YouTube. Um, Mo Salah will play today against Ivory Coast. That should be a really good game. Probably two of the stronger teams left in the tournament. I know Egypt aren't great, but they still have Salah. Ivory Coast have a phenomenal squad without doubt, the strongest squad in the competition. And really and truly, they should go on and win it. If everybody plays up to level, they should go on and win it. But 
it it appears they have a track record of collapsing at these competitions. While those players are in Africa, many others are just away having a bit of a relax. Some are on international duty. Fabinho, Alisson and Taki Minamino have been called up for World Cup qualifiers. Naby will have a little bit of time off after Guinea went out, but he'll be making his way back to Liverpool. Andy Robertson, James Milner and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, they are all in Dubai to play a bit of golf in the Dubai Desert Classic Pro-Am. Interesting stuff. The three lads there looking well. Michael Owen, Harry Maguire and Tiny Arms Pickford all there as well. So, you know, chance for one of the Liverpool lads to wrap a club around Jordan Pickford's head. Uh, Bobby Firmino is looking like he's in paradise somewhere. Looks absolutely stunning wherever it is Bobby is, but he is once again living his best life. Cuevin Kelleher is in New York, having himself a little trip. Curtis Jones is in L.A. Nice, 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 nice. Curtis and a bunch of his friends looks to be having a good time. Uh, Fab, Tacky and Ali all the way with their national teams. It looks like the lads are, are getting a nice little break, refreshing. And getting ready for the charge that is to come. Uh, moving to This Is Anfield then. We have an article entitled Origi, Gomez, Carvalho and, and more. What do Liverpool fans expect before transfer deadline day? I would expect a few sales and not a whole lot else. So the first part is, oh, she's asked questions of Three different fans, including Dave Comerford, who contributes to Anfield Index. Um, should we let Origi go? I think the timing is the key on this one. Divock doesn't really bring anything that can't be replaced, other than the fact that he's a warm body. And he does pop up in big moments. And that's kind of what you're keeping him for, is that small possibility that you need him in a big moment and that he can do something. He's had a contract in the summer. Now, there's been very little clarity with regards to the club option or the optional year on the end of his contract. It's performance-based from his side, which means if he hits certain performance triggers, his contract automatically gets a year tacked on. But... Often when clubs do things like that, they also give themselves a secondary option where they can tack another year on at their own discretion. There's been no transparency on whether Liverpool have one, no reporting on it either, just that there is this performance option. So we'll have to wait and see what the situation is there. But it does look like Divock could well leave for free in the summer. And if that's the case... It's a lot of money walking out the door. I mean, you're talking about a player that could probably bring us 15 million. And we continually hear people crying poor mouth about how Liverpool just you know, don't have the money to spend. And yet you see Emre Chan leaving a free, Albi Moreno leaving a free, Adam Lallana leaving a free. 
Ginny Wijnaldum leaving a free and now Divock leaving a free, you're not exactly making the most of your assets if you're allowing them to walk out the door on a free. Should Nico Williams be let go on loan? I think the answer is yes. What have we got to lose? You've got Connor Bradley and James Milner. They can fill the gap until the summer. And personally, I would be looking to sell Nico. I don't think he's got a future at the club. I don't think he's good enough to play for Liverpool's first team. But I think he's good enough to go and have a good career somewhere else. So I would say yes. Use Connor Bradley. Use James Milner. Trent is going to play the vast majority of games anyway. Joe Gomez can fill in there. There's no real reason to keep hold of Nico. Uh, Fabio Carvalho has been linked. A good move for now or the summer. Good move for either. Uh, he'd be a nice addition right now. And he would give us you know, a little bit of an attacking boost. But it would seem like... It would seem like Fulham will want to keep him until the summer because he's having a really good season for them. And obviously they're going for promotion. It probably makes more sense for them to keep him secure promotion. And then even if you lose him on a, on a free and you get the tribunal fee, which probably be four to five million, you're back in the Premier League. You've got, you know, 90 plus million in your pocket as opposed to let him go now, risk missing out on promotion. Sure, you might get a bigger fee now, but you're going to be down all that lovely, sweet Premier League money. He's got eight goals and two assists already this season in only 1,178 minutes in the championship. For a 19-year-old, that's very, very impressive. Uh, Joe Gomez's name has been linked with the likes of Aston Villa. Would you listen to offers? No. Not now, in the summer, sure. If you could sign one player for one position, which would it be and why? Um, it would be a midfielder. It would be a midfielder. I would be looking to bring in Chuameni. I think right now, he comes in, partner him with Fabinho. He can play with Thiago as the third, with Mabi as the third. With Harvey Elliott as the third. So that's perfect. He can also play instead of Fabinho when Fabinho needs a rest. And he could play again with Harvey and Naby. Harvey and Thiago. Thiago and Naby. It wouldn't matter. Gives us added defensive solidity. Our biggest problem this year has been a lack of defensive solidity in midfield. Uh, we all know why. We all know what player isn't pulling his weight. We all know how many goals we've conceded because that player doesn't pull his weight. And Chumeni would completely fix that issue. So, yeah, he, to me, he's a no-brainer. And if you can get him now, you eliminate the risk of somebody else nabbing him in the interim, be it Juventus, be it Chelsea, be it whoever. There's a lot of clubs that want him. Do it quickly and get him in the door. Um. A, def a week that defined Taki Minamino's Liverpool standing. I assume this is the miss at um, the miss at home to Arsenal, followed by the fact that he didn't start the second leg and Cade Gordon was given the nod ahead of him. 
Tacky needs to be sold in the summer. There's there's just no logical reason to keep him. He clearly hasn't hit the level that we require. And while some people will try and spoof you with, oh, look at his goals per minute. It's nonsense. He's just not of what we need. Uh, Liverpool.com. Steven Gerrard holds Liverpool key to Man City title comeback as fairy tale finale as possible. No. No, no, no. Uh, five major Liverpool boosts mean Jurgen Klopp has three things to look forward to in January. Uh, midfield options, Thiago and Naby coming back. Uh, the boys coming back from AFCON and the return of Harvey Elliott, whenever that is. Liverpool have clear stance on 7 million bargain transfer deal as FSG strategy could prevent move. Oh, it's Dennis Sicaria. He's going to go somewhere. It just won't be to us. Uh, Liverpool destroy old Chelsea trick as firm 37.6 million transfer test the water for major target. This is about Luis Diaz. Tottenham allegedly have made a move to sign Luis Diaz and bring him in. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for Spurs. You'd wonder how you would fit him and Son in the same team unless you're moving Son back to the right-hand side. It doesn't really make sense. Now, a Son, Kane, Diaz front three would be pretty sensational. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like the best use of their money. It feels like they could go in different directions with that near 40 million and improve their team in areas that actually needs heavy improvement, such as their central uh, defenders, their central midfielders. You've got Eric Dyer starting football matches. Ben Davies is starting football matches. They've got the vanilla midget pairing of Winks and Skip in midfield. Like, they're all areas you need to improve before you worry about your front line. You've got Kane, you've got Son, you've got Mora, you've got Bergvine, you've got Hill. You don't really need to mess about. You could do it a backup nine, but... That's kind of it. You don't need another wide forward. You definitely need centre-backs and you definitely need some central midfielders. Uh, On AnfieldIndex.com then, we have obviously the article that went up yesterday from Stephen Smith, uh, Trent and the Thiago effect. So do check that one out. Two new podcasts up, the latest AI scouted. Uh, Myself and Carl went through all 20 Premier League teams and just sort of looked at what they might need to do in the last week of the window. Um, and we had a bit of a chat about Watford and, and Roy Hodgson's appoint, appointment as well. So give that one a listen. There is also the latest under pressure. Uh, Kenneth is back and it's himself, Young Rhodes, Phil Barter and Simon Brundish to have a chat about the Arsenal away game and the Crystal Palace game. So, Do check that one out. 
And uh, that's it. That is me for today then, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.